Hello and welcome to Story of the Book, where middle grade YA and picture book authors tell the stories of their books from beginning to end. I'm Hayley Chewins, I write books about magical girls with secrets. And I'm Lindsay Eager, I write books about growing up in this weird, wondrous world. And we're so very happy to have you here. Let's get started. Okay, Haley, I want to ask you about middle grade books. What mm. makes a good middle grade book? Why do you love middle grade? What makes it different than other categories, age categories, um, maybe in children's literature specifically? Um, and why is it so special? Hmm. I don't know if I'm the best authority to talk about like how it compares to other things because I've only published middle grade books and I, I will say I am biased, I think, towards middle grade. I love middle grade. That's exactly I why I want you to talk best. about it. <laughs> I think it's the absolute best, best, best category. Um, what makes a great middle grade book? Well, the thing that I always come back to when I think about people who write really wonderful middle grade books like the kind of books that just stay with you for years and that you keep coming back to I think that people who write for that audience are very connected to who they were when they were 10 or 11 or 12 um, and I think that it's such a it's such an interesting time in a person's life it's such a difficult time and it's such an interesting time and a beautiful time because it's one of these like threshold moments when you're still a child, you're absolutely a child, but you're also starting the process of growing up and becoming an adolescent. And it's like, you're, you're little big, you're big little, and you're looking out at the world and things, I think the world is kind of starting to expand around you to include other things other than just your immediate family or your extended family. But then also you still are so rooted and connected to that family and still so dependent on that family. And I think that's maybe one of the key distinctions for me um, from middle grade and uh, from YA is middle grade is still, it still feels like it's so connected to the child or the child character's family of origin. Whereas um, YA feels like, you know, when you're a teenager, your, your job as a teenager in, in many ways is to reject your family or to, um, to grow outside of your family, to become your own person. And I, I love YA that also includes families and includes parents and all of that stuff. But I think that the it's just a different feeling that you have when you're a teenager and you're you're starting to become who you are as an individual. And um, and the world isn't just starting to open up for you; it is open for you. I think so. So yeah, so middle grade is special to me because of that threshold feeling and because it's uh yeah it's like taking two steps outside and then coming back inside it has that kind of feeling um and yeah I just I think the way that I write middle grade is always to to be honest I kind of started writing middle grade kind of by accident um I was writing a lot and I just noticed that a lot of the people I was writing about were young like I just kept noticing oh I keep writing about 11 year olds I wonder why that is <laughs> And I think that a big part of it is just, for me personally, I think I had a lot of big things happen in my life around that time that kind of imprinted on me and changed me and changed, um, I didn't change what like my personality or anything like that, but changed, I guess, how I felt in the world and, 
um, and who I ultimately became. And I think, I don't know, I just keep coming back to that moment in my life. So I don't know, maybe my therapist will have things to say about that, but it's just, it's just such a special, it's a special, difficult, fraught, complicated time. And I think that also makes it such a rich time to write about because, you know, there's like inherent tension um, but also inherent beauty and innocence and, and hope. So, yeah. What do you think is, why, why do you think middle grade lends itself so well to fantasy and magic as storytelling devices in a way that, I mean, obviously you have that in young adult and you have that in adult but there's something very special about the way that middle grade authors are able to use magic and like speculative elements. So why do you think that is? Wow. That's a big question. I don't know. I don't know if it is like special in itself or if I just feel that it's special. And um, because I think that the fantasy that I like best and I do read YA fantasy and I read fantasy books for, for adults but I love middle grade fantasy the best. It just has a different feeling to it. Um, but I don't know why. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm not really sure why, like what makes it so different? What do you think? I think it is, and this is like an overgeneralization, but I think it is um, the last moment before you develop cynicism as a teenager even the most optimistic teenager mm. starts to look around them at, at the world around them and at um not just injustice but at maybe like nihilism a little bit and it makes it hard mm. to continue that sense of wonder that you have when right. you're a yeah. kid and something yeah. about something about like middle grade because middle grade is usually like older protagonists than like five or six who are at the height of wonder right like everything is wonderful everything is amazing when you're when you're really little but you don't always have the context for it or the language mm -hmm. for it whereas if you're like 9 10 11 12 even a little bit older than that like you're old enough to understand how magical magic is and how Right. You know, and so you have yeah. the language for it. Um, and, and you have this sense of justice about wanting everything to be fair and everyone mm. to be taken care of in a way that I think gets tamped down a lot when you're, as you're a teenager and for good reason, mm. as we've mentioned, yeah. um, because I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that would one day is such a good, is such a good kind of um, word to describe what it is that makes middle grade fantasy really, really great. And I think that maybe it's also about like kind of to continue what you're saying about a sense of possibility that you still have. Because I think when you're 11 or 12 or 10 or nine, it kind of feels like everything is still possible. Whereas as you get older, it feels like doors kind of start to close or your idea of what's possible changes maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny how possibility and also discovery are happening at that same age, that middle grade protagonist age, 
where you're learning new things and discovering mm-hmm. new things about the world that you didn't understand before. And you're understanding new context, you know, like maybe you do understand that like the earth has seven continents, but you're now understanding the context of what that means and like where people live and, and things like that. But you're also understanding the possibility well, which can be infuriating. Like I know, you know, my oldest is 12 and seeing her understand, like, like come to understand how the world functions and why doesn't it function like this? This makes so much more sense. (laughs) And just being like, I'm so sorry. That sounds like you're about to go on a middle grade quest, like right there, (laughs) like that energy that you're giving off. I also think, um, the, the middle grade years are special because it's also the end of your childhood in, in a big way. And yes, so many things are coming to an end. Yeah. Yeah. And I think different, some kids are more aware of that than others. And, um, depending on if your protagonist is aware of it or not can make, like, can be interesting either way for in a middle grade book. But I remember specifically being at the end of sixth grade, it was field day. So like the second to last day of sixth grade, and crying because it was all over and it was all ending. (laughs) And then literally having the very distinctive thought, I am too young to be feeling nostalgic. I'm only 12. (laughs) And, but like that to me is like what middle grade is made of is like understanding that, that you're at the end of childhood, trying to hold on to it, knowing that innocence is going to be going away soon, but also wanting like trading in innocence for power and understanding experience and and experience that you want so badly, but like, but you also know, like with all of that is going to come that cynicism and that realism that, that feels less magical. And it's Mm. sad. Middle grade is sad. It is quite sad. I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, and I also think, I think specifically writing about girls at that time is interesting. Um, obviously, I'm talking from a cisgender point of view, but the the way that your body starts to change, you just know, like, there's no going back. There's no going back. I'm not going to be that child anymore. Like, and, and when your body starts to change, it almost feels like everything starts to change because people look at you differently you can feel the world reacting to you differently. And I think that is kind of terrifying. It's definitely overwhelming. And I think that's something that I, I don't, I don't, I haven't written about it overtly, but I think it's something that's in my writing, like as a, as a, almost like a foundation or something that's like definitely there, but not, not overtly or explicitly stated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned this earlier that middle grade is such a great place to explore your relationship with your family. And that's something that I feel like your work in particular does so well, especially Stray Garden. Um, So like what else about this category and that age group, um, like the, the protagonist sweet spot age makes it so ripe for that family exploration? Yeah, so I think it is it is partly to do with that, like your world expanding and shrinking and expanding a little bit and then shrinking and taking a couple steps out of the proverbial home and then retreating back. Because I think that like zooming out, zooming in, zooming out, zooming in feeling, it means that you 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 start to look at your family not just from the inside 
like you start to maybe feel um, like a little bit on the outside of it, be able to look in and observe it in a way, but then you also are definitely in it. You're embedded in it and um, for better or for worse. So, and I think you start to become aware of things that maybe aren't healthy or things that you don't like or things that you, um, that maybe you took as a given, but as the world expands, you start to realize, oh, not every family does it this way. You know, not every family is like my family. And that's also really interesting to me. So you said earlier that um, middle grade or authors who write middle grade maybe are still in touch with themselves Mm -hmm. at that age. So are you thinking about that? How much are you thinking about that when you're writing middle grade? And, and maybe especially when it comes to like what topics you choose to write about, because Mm -hmm. the things that you write about are not always super 100% happy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all happy and sunshine and fun. Well, it's so funny because I don't actually, like I said, I started writing middle grade accidentally just by noticing, oh, I keep writing about children. Um, And then of course I realized, oh, there's this whole world of middle grade. And I started reading current middle grade books and that like influenced my writing. Um, And I became a more kind of educated writer of middle grade, but I think I have the same feeling now. I don't, I don't consciously really think, oh, I'm going to write a middle grade book. I just, the story ideas that I get and the stories I want to tell very often have a 12-year-old girl at the center of them. And that's something that just happens kind of naturally. And if I ever get a book in my head that has a 33-year-old woman in it, I will write that book, you know, but I, I haven't, I don't, I haven't had anything that's compelled me to write it and to stick with it and to write this, to write like an 80,000 word manuscript or something. So, um, yeah, I just, I think so much of writing for me is just, it's not conscious at all. It's not like I decide it, it just happens. And I don't like that connection to myself as a child. I, I haven't, I don't feel like I have to work on that. I'm sure it's something that one can work on, but I don't feel like I have to work on it because I feel like I've always just had it. Um, like as an adult, I just never forgot, never forgot being 11, being 12, being 13. I just never forgot what it felt like. Um, and that, again, I think that is because certain things happened in my life at the, around that time. They're just kind of like, almost like a, like a seal in wax kind of printed something into me. And, and that's not something that I chose or something that, you know, I worked on. It just happened that way. Um, and maybe that is why we write middle grade, um, because maybe other middle grade writers also have that feeling of being kind of having that seal imprinted on you. And maybe other people have that feeling at 25 and or 21 or 29 or, or 35 or 50. I don't know. Yeah. There's a TikTok account that I love where a woman goes around and asks strangers how old they are and then also how old they feel. And right. Yeah. Have you seen that too? Yeah. Well, I'm sure no, there's lots but of I love that question. That. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm always, just I'm not amazed. on TikTok. I'm not cool enough. Well, I, I don't make anything on TikTok. We just use it to watch dumb things with my girls, but, yeah. um, 
I just am always surprised by how many people in their like late sixties and seventies and even eighties still say that they feel 30 and 40. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's something like hope inducing and beautiful and sad about it, I guess. Mm. Well, I definitely, if someone had to ask me that question, like how old do I feel? I don't feel 12, like on a daily basis. I think yeah. that would be very disorientating. I don't feel 12. I just have, you know, I really think like we all, we all have every age that we've ever been is still inside us. Yeah. It doesn't just go away, you know, like, yeah. so, and I just feel like my, um, I guess if I could think of like myself as a, as a house with lots of rooms in it, like the room of me being 12 is just like next door to the room that I'm in now. Mm, It's like just a door and I can slip in there. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas I, I, I feel like the room of me being like 16 or 17 is a bit more like I got to go through a couple of warreny you know narrow little passageways and a tight staircase and yeah yeah, it's like hidden in the back somewhere so um Mm, yeah I love that image that's so that's so perfect thank you so much for listening to story of the book if you like this episode please share it with a friend or give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts Until next time, stay safe and keep writing. Bye!